This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. Hi there, and welcome into episode 33 of Small Talk. I'm your host, as always, Michelle Smallman. And episode 33, it's our Larry Bird episode. So we need to make sure and absolutely crush this episode so we can do Larry Legend proud. And I honestly think we're going to because this is a podcast dedicated to love. It's Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's Day. And Tommy Freeze, Pop Saruti, the whole gang, we're going to get all up in our feelings. We're going to get a little romantical with you today. So let's not waste any more time. Let's dig right in. We have Tommy Freeze Pops here in St. Louis with me. Tom, hello. Hey, how's it going? And we have Saruti in Bristol. Steve, hello. What's good? All right, so Valentine's Day is upon us. It's the time of love. So we're going to do a Valentine's Day-themed podcast here this week. But before we get things going, I want to know, are you guys big love guys? Do you celebrate Valentine's Day? <laughs> Huge love guy. Just love, love. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not. Uh, but that doesn't mean that now- I'm married, obviously, now. So Congrats. You know. Thank you. Shout Congrats out. on the sex. Can you? Um, <laughs> Whoa! Because I feel like Hot. I feel like you know, Maddie isn't super into like Valentine's Day, but it's it, you can't just not do anything. So I always have to do something, right? But I will say I think I'm going to be spending my Valentine's Day taping Rosillo's podcast this year. So oh, um, so you are spending it with apologies. An, imp- an important relationship <laughs> yeah. in your life. Yeah, and then that brings me to another great story. So like I think this was two years ago. I may have told this on his show, but. I was literally out to Valentine's Day dinner with Maddie, and Ryan called me and talked to me for about 20 minutes while we were out to dinner. <laughs> uh, so that's when I knew Maddie was a keeper, that she didn't get mad about that. He had some like juicy Orlando magic rumors that I needed to hear. <laughs> well, then oh you had to have God. it. You know what's interesting about that is <laughs> the power struggle and the two prominent thread relationships in your life, Rosillo and Maddie. It's like, I'm out with her for Valentine's Day, but ooh, he calls. Do I need to step away? Well, Do I tell him that I'm with her? It's always he had the, no idea the dynamic it was Valentine's there. Day, obviously, Ryan. So he after he realized, he was like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude, it's okay. It's not going to work. But he obviously was oblivious to it being Valentine's Day. Let me guess. Rosillo, not a huge love guy. Not a oh. huge love guy, not a huge relationship guy, not a huge Valentine's guy. I can imagine him leaving the gym, getting some Orlando magic info, and just not even it crossing his mind that, oh, Steve may be spending this day with someone he cares about. No, nah, it didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. And I respected him for it, to be honest with you. Yeah, oh, I respect too. the hell out of it. I do, too. Uh, Freeze Pops, what about you? Valentine's Day guy? Love guy? I mean, I don't mind Valentine's Day from a, you know, reaching out to your family type thing. You know, it gives me an excuse to text my mom, my sister, <laughs> my grandma, you know, to the, to the women that really matter in my life. So, yeah, I like Valentine's Day in that regard. But what about a special someone? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I haven't really had a serious girlfriend, so it's like, do I even have a true opinion on this? Eh, not really. So New city, new you, though, dude. You got to get out. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe hop on the old Tinder machine here for Thursday and start swiping to see if I can uh, you know, get Cupid's arrow pointed in the right direction for that night, if yeah, you know what I mean. people are all hopped up, it, it might be good for you. Hey, you're not here for a long time. You're here for a good time. Hey-o. <laughs> So yeah, I'm fine with Valentine's Day, whatever. It's an excuse to go eat a good meal and, you know, maybe have some some good alone time with the lady if you're uh, so inclined. So, you yeah. just wow. ruined it. You just ruined it. <laughs> yeah, that was bad. That was so bad. All right, I'll take, the next, I'll take the next few plays off. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's move this along because we need to forget that that just happened. Um, so in the vein of love, I wanted to talk about celebrity power couples because what's better than that, honestly? So we are going to run through, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, our power rankings because we love lists. So we're going to do the Post Show Pod Squad presents Celebrity Power Couple Power Rankings 1.0. It's quite a mouthful, but we'll get through it. All right, so let's start three 
to one. So let's all go around and we'll go three, two, one. All right, I will kick it off. So for me, when I think power couples, there's only one way to go. There's one couple that no matter where you rank them on the list, they have to be in contention. And that's the original power couple, and I'm talking about Romeo and Juliet. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, hello. I mean, when we talk about love, it's always in the vein of Romeo and Juliet. Star-crossed lover scenario, and they couldn't be without one another, and their love, it ran so deep that they would rather die than live without one another. Romeo and Juliet, the couple that everyone always talks about, definitely number three in my power rankings. Yeah, things didn't end super well for those guys. I would say not a great couple because it didn't last very long. Um, but their you know. love was peak love. Yeah, listen. That, yeah, but that was it. Was it really love or was it like more lust? Was it youth? rebellion? I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? I don't know if that was like a true love. I mean, you know, it was so short lived. How, how, how do you know if it was true love or not? But when we talk about love, it's always through the vein of Romeo and Juliet. That's true. So they obviously are on the list. A worthy contender, obviously. Thank you, Steve. I don't know, though. They're, they died. Well, that doesn't they, mean that they, they didn't, didn't love last. Again, it doesn't matter if it's a long time. It's a good time. We're talking about the peak of love and what they were able to accomplish in that time. Uh, I guess the way that I look at rankings, you know, longevity matters. For you, perhaps. But I for- would agree, Tom. I would also agree. I mean, I think, you know. Not me. There's something to put in putting in time and putting in years, and they didn't put either of those. When you feel it, you feel it. And Romeo and Juliet felt it harder than anyone, and we've felt the reverbs throughout history. <laughs> I mean, in, in the feeling it category of, like, the five or six things you look at, they, they definitely rank really high. But longevity, they don't really make the cut. I mean, they were, they were both young. They probably weren't really, like, that mature of a couple. Sure. I mean, they were kind of like a one-hit wonder. Yeah, they were like deal. an they, AIM oh, yeah, they had, Everybody knows them for, you know, one thing, but they didn't really have any other hits. They were just, like, obsessed with each other, and then they okay. died. Okay. I'm going to tell you all you need to know about Romeo and Juliet. Every other couple that we're going to talk about would have an expiration date. Romeo and Juliet said, you know what? I would rather die than live without you. So I'm going to kill myself because I love you so much. If that's not true love, I don't know what is. Moving on, Steve, who do you have number three? All right. uh, Okay, so I'm going to start. This is one of my favorite couples. So I took this very literally. So I have have active couples. I have three active couples. They're all uh, still together. All of which are my favorite. All who are still together and who I love dearly. Wow. First one, Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. Um, Yes. I love the 90s. I love... Most things they were in, I understand that a lot of movies they were in were very corny. I'm okay. And I know you guys don't think that about me, but I do like corny 90s movies. And they, I feel like, are the epitome of that. And and here's the thing. Longevity, not only were they in movies together when they were young, but now they're obviously older and they're still together and their love is still, you know, kind of everywhere. So I I just respect both of them. And I think, like, Freddie Prince Jr. is doing, like, hits on 710 ESPN LA now. He's doing, like, sports talk radio. (laughs) So he's obviously right up our alley. Killing it. But also, I think Sarah Michelle Gellar was, like, maybe one of my first crushes. So that's probably a little bit of why she's on this list as well. But I just think both of them are awesome people. So they were the third the, the third couple on my list. That's a really good one. And I respect the hell out of them because they have been able to fly under the radar. Exactly. They, and they, you know, they both aged really well. Yeah, like, they're both still hot. They both still look like the people that we loved in the movies. And it's one of those things where they could easily have had the drama and been on the front page of the tabloids. But instead they were like, no, we just love each other and we want to build a home together and have some kids. And we're going to live our life. And that's it. Um, did they meet? I'm trying to think. I'm wondering how they met. It had to be. Was it I Know What You Did last summer? I think so. I wonder so. if they met on that movie set, which is even cooler. Freddie Prince Jr. still hot? Yeah. I don't know, man. I saw him on Sports Nation a few years ago, and I was like, who the hell is that guy? 
And then who's I looked it up and I'm like, guy? dude, I don't, I don't know. I don't know that he hot a- man. <laughs> who's that hot guy? No, I think that he aged. No, he's still in shape. He's, he's yeah, got okay, a full he's in head shape. Of hair. But I don't oh, know. stop it. You he's would. Got, he's, yeah, he's got that sort of silver fox thing going. Do you know what I'm it is, in. though? He's lost some weight. He used to be really muscly during yeah, his. Yeah, he's thinned out. I'm being chased like by killer days. But yeah, he's thinned out. But like, he's dad hot. They married in 2002. So we got, what, almost 17 years here. Take that, Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> but would they die for each other? Mm. Who Jerry's knows? Out. We, they Jerry's never out. put in that situation. Tom. So my first one is Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. One of I the great you. shows of the 90s. I mean, talk about <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. That was short-lived. Keenan and Kel was way too short-lived. Keenan went on to have a fantastic career in Saturday Night Live. That doesn't happen without Kel. Kel brought Keenan out of his shell and made him into who he is. And you know what? Kel sacrificed for Keenan. You know, not in the killing himself type of way, but I mean, he kind of killed his career to let Keenan be the star. There was a death there. I mean, and, and Keenan, he—he, I love him on SNL. He's—he's he's my favorite guy on the cast right now. But Kel, I mean. He doesn't really do anything anymore. I mean, what he had that thing on Jimmy Fallon a few years ago, where they redid the Good Burger thing. I mean, Kel gave it up for Keenan, and and if that isn't true love, then then what is? You and got I mean, a great point. Yeah. And and look, these guys were hilarious together. I mean, that show was such an important part of my childhood development, and the theme song was incredible. Not to go on a tangent here, but Coolio doing the theme song. I mean. I love Keenan and Kel, and I wish that they still made comedy together. So they're my number three. No longer together, though, really. So you could say, just like Romeo and Juliet, longevity was not a thing here. True, true. I guess I am contradicting myself. In fact, but one mean, sort of stepped on the other one to sort of get to where he is. Yeah, and if anything. I don't know. I'm, you know that I'm not really like a love story at all. Okay, but they definitely still love each other. Okay, <laughs> You don't know that. Don't How know. do you know that? How, because you don't they, know. they do cameos here and there. They make they make public mm-hmm. comments. I mean, look, just because their no. love isn't in our face all the time, like Freddie Prince Jr. and whoever the hell he's with. <laughs> I mean, His wife on. of two decades, Sarah Michelle Gellar. His who super you just hot, know. super famous wife. Yeah, no, and let's I'll take Kel all day. If we're going to talk about my career had to die for you to ascend, then we're obviously going Kelly Rowland, Beyonce, because Beyonce became the peak superstar and Kelly Rowland, Destiny's Child, just stood by clapping. (laughs) And they're still best friends. They're still together all the time. Yeah, that was a jam. (laughs) As you can imagine, people in St. Louis love that song. Okay, so moving on to number two. When I think of celebrity couples, I think, what was the zenith? What was the peak? And I do not want to talk about Selena Gomez and Justin Bieber. I do not want to talk about Sonny and Cher. Beyonce and Jay-Z, spare me. Lemonade was great, but I don't think they're that great of a couple. They have problems. There's some issues there. (laughs) When I think celebrity couple, there is no peak higher than Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. That's a great one. (laughs) Wait a second. Wait a second. You said you're saying there's some problems there with the other couples you just named, and you literally just named, like, you cheated on Justin Timberlake. Correct. But hold on. They didn't end up together for Justin Timberlake. That was probably a good thing, as we know. Oh, it definitely was. Brittany went through some rough times, and I don't think Justin could have weathered that storm. However, when I'm talking pure, white, blinding star power and just stars. All denim at the, yes, the all denim. It's literally two Canadian meteors. Personal. Colliding 
to explode and make a massive celebrity <laughs> white hot asteroid. And that was Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake. We, at like the peak of celebrity culture, when the internet was just starting to pop and tabloids were just starting to pop, Britney Spears and Justin Timberlake were the prince and princess of pop. And they came together to make the ultimate celebrity couple. Think about it. Now we're so used to celebrity couples that I don't think anything will ever be as shocking and as hotly received as Britney and Justin together. And they were both so hot. It was the peak of their hotness. Britney Spears, Slave for You. I mean, she, no yeah. one will ever be hotter than Britney Spears, Slave for You. That, and was, like, that was like Timberlake's peak like curly hair. Peak yes, he, curly hair, peak in sync when the boy bands ruled the, ruled the world. <laughs> that is a celebrity couple, Britney and Justin. With now the I hair, know. though, I feel like it wasn't his peak hot. Let's just no, be real No, it's not his here. peak hot, yeah. but it was his, his peak celebrity. Okay. Yeah. I kind of know why you guys, I think, are single now. <laughs> like you, you, you've named a ton of relationships that have ended horribly. Oh, wait until my number one. Okay? Yeah. Just and all of mine are like happily married are, people. My top two <laughs> are very, very solid relationships. But see, we all took this in different ways. I'm thinking celebrity couples. I'm thinking um, through the chapters of Hot history. And Hot and heavy through the chapters of history. Tom is just thinking about people he likes. <laughs> yeah. You're thinking of actual... Successful marriages. Yeah, successful couples. So, yeah, that really says a lot about each of us. Look, I've only ways. given one couple, okay? You can't judge my, my entry trees here yet. Keenan and Kel, you could have done better. <laughs> All right, Steve, what do you have for number two? All right, this one is purely aesthetics. Um, some people might not even know who these two people are. I hope you do. Um, but it is Michael Fassbender and Alicia Vikander. Mm. Uh, do either of you know who that? Obviously, I, Michelle, I think you do. Tom, do you know who that? Yeah, I, I love Michael Fassbender. I would challenge anyone to find a hotter couple ever, maybe, I would say. Like, they're both straight tens. Did you not just hear me name Brittany and Justin? No. They, I'm, they they were hotter from, like, a marketing standpoint and whatever. I'm just talking about two people that you'd see on the street and go, oh, my God. <laughs> Fastbender is an absolute stud. And, I mean, she's gorgeous. They both live in, like, Lisbon now. I think she's from Sweden. He's, like, half Scottish, half Everything English. you're saying is really hot. I know. They live in, like I said, they live in Lisbon. Like, can you find a better life for two people who are just smoking hot, Living in Europe, hanging out, movie stars, probably multimillionaires. Like, uh, they're my number two, just purely based on looks. And obviously, they look happy together as well. And I like their movies. That's, That's a good a pick, great Steve. choice. Good pick. Again, successful <laughs> couple. So here. literal. You know what, Steve? I'm proud of you. You really took this seriously. And I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that. listen, you, you texted us last night. Who, like, rank your top three couples, celebrity couples, boom. Like, this is, I, I'm going success. I'm going, not, not, not necessarily longevity with those two, but I feel like good things are on the horizon. Okay. All right. So my number two is Max Kellerman and his Brady Cliff take. Oh, man. Because, look, he's he's married to this thing, and it doesn't matter how long Brady can play. He's just going to ride this thing until it dies. And guess what? It doesn't look like it's going to die. And he's just sticking by his take, man. It's, it's never going to end. You're so, the <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, honestly, longevity. He's got longevity there. I'll, right. I'll give him that. Right, and he doesn't care what people think either. He's in love with his take, and it's it's never going to die for him. So, c- congrats to him. And look, Brady. Nobody else likes them, but and Brady's they like doing each other. right, and Brady's doing everything he can to to keep it as a bad take for Kellerman to keep going to. It's just it's it's really a match made in heaven. I. I I think it's beautiful. I'm moving right along because I have nothing to add to that. So it's time for our number one 
what are we calling it? Celebrity Couple <laughs> Power Rankings 1.0. Okay. Right? Yeah. Is that what we're celebrity doing? Celebrity Power yeah. Couples Ce- celebrity Rankings 1.0. Celebrity Couple Power Rankings 1.0. <laughs> celebrity Couple Power Rankings All right. We're workshopping this. All right. Whatever. And, you know, loose on celebrity here. Loose so on celebrity. Tom liked. Yeah. Tom really <laughs> just butchered this, but that's beside the point. Cool, guys. Cool. Sticking with my same theme, what has reverberated through history? When I think about a couple that absolutely has torn it up, that is still together, Steve, and that has no signs of stopping, no signs of slowing down, and has slowly taken over the world over the past decade, I'm going Kim Kardashian and Kris Jenner. Oh, no. Whoa. Think about that. Kim K's looks, her sex tape, her entrance into the celebrity socialite lifestyle— Combined with Kris Jenner's business mind, her acumen, her tenacity, her willingness to pimp her daughter out, we want to talk about asteroids colliding to make a black hole of celebrity. Kim K and Kris Jenner, they've changed the game, and they cannot be stopped. And they have literally built billions upon billions of dollars of empires based on those two together. That is a power couple. I can't believe you didn't say A-Rod and J-Lo. Listen, mm. I thought or beyond. I guess you said Beyonce so and Jay Z. I really like struggled them. with this list because I wanted to go many of J Lo's power couples. I thought J Lo and Puffy. I thought J Lo and Ben Affleck. Benifer. We all remember Benifer. Huge, huge, huge Benifer. Right. Yeah. I thought J Lo and yep. A Rod. But J Lo and A Rod. Yes, those are two like-minded celebrities that are killing it. But they are nothing. They sit in the shadows of Kim K and Kris Jenner. They're invited over to Kim K's house because of Kris Jenner. They get the invite because of Chris Jenner. <laughs> you love Chris Jenner. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't like where this is going. I think this is the worst one so far. <laughs> Why? Tell me why. Because well, it's a mom and a daughter. I guess Tom It's a power two people, couple. It's but... a power couple. He said Keenan and Kel. No, I know. You <laughs> He said Keenan and Kel. Sorry, I'm just I was trying so to be original. not a Kardashian person and I just don't respect anything but when you about s- them. Steve, just I'm going to just say this. Like zone in on the word power. In the phrase power. No, they couple. have power for sure, but you know, at what cost? <laughs> like if we're being honest. Yes. Okay, Steve, number one for you on our celebrity couple power rankings one Yeah, so I had so this to me, I had to get some sports in there, but this is isn't even really sports. It's kind of sports, but kinda not. It's David and Victoria Beckham, aka Posh Spice. Mm. Great now, couple. Now I would say that they are like the Britney and Justin of of Britain in a way. Slash the world. Slash the world, and, and they've worked out. They are they've obviously they're super successful. Um, obviously David was a Manchester United played a bunch of in a bunch of different soccer teams. Amazing athlete. She was in the Spice Girls and is super famous now. Michelle, Michelle, you probably know more about what she does now. I'm sure she has some sort of fashion line or whatever. Oh, she runs. She always looks really her, good. Yeah, her own fashion line. She and makes a killing doing it. So I look at those two as like global icons. And they have been married, I would admit, let me just look this up really quick, because I wonder if they've been married before 2002, but hold on, stall while I'm looking this up. Yeah, they actually might have. And not to mention, not only are they still together, but they have beautiful kids, they do things together, and um, their kids are becoming stars too. Brooklyn Beckham, I mean, we all know who he is. He's going to be the next wave of their production of the celebrity. 1999. So look at that. Wow. Look at that. That's a call really 20 years right there, people. Good pick. <laughs> so I rest my case. That's my number one. Like I said, I went all actual couples, and I felt like they were the most impressive couple. Not only from like a standpoint of like knowing who they are. Obviously, they're both very attractive. But as I said, longevity—they've been together for 20 years. They're super famous. It's got to be really hard to put that all together on on their schedules and have kids and maintain this whole thing. 
And I'm just impressed by the two of them. And you know Number what? One. You know what else? I agree. I think you've killed it with your list. Your list is clearly superior. Um, another thing that they have done throughout this time of their relationship, not only have they, they maintained their relationship, they've developed a family, they have been trendsetters in almost every aspect mm-hmm. of fashion. I'm talking hairstyle. I'm talking clothes. They're constantly evolving together and pushing the boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I would say that like both of them, like, like Victoria is a businesswoman, and I, you know, I would put. I know she's not quite at the Kardashian level, but I just respect her style more. I respect who, you know, the way she got there a little bit more. I know the Spice Girls. Like, I, who knows if they're still cool these days? I don't know. I wasn't a they big will Spice Girls fan, cool. but I, everybody obviously knows who they are. And you know, I, and here's another thing too. Like we were talking about Freddie Prinze Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar. That who I, they have aged amazingly as well. Both of them are still tens. Yeah. Oh, hot. easily. Easy. Beckham totally. is. Like Brady level, Brady. Yeah. I mean, he's like one of the hottest guys in the world. He kind of is like the Brady of Britain, right? I mean, yeah. I'm, oh, yeah, for I mean, sure. If not more so. Yeah, he's he's like a global Brady. Almost. Yeah, he's a global Brady. So I rest my case. Well, Brady is the no Beckham Brady of America. Giselle. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so that would be an interesting world conversation. Who would you put higher than the other? Uh, David and Victoria Beckham, or Giselle and Tom? Because Giselle obviously does have the worldwide appeal as well with her mm. modeling and being from Brazil. But I think, Steve, most people would side with you. Yeah, I think Beckham. I think they would. I think Brady's the weak link here, to be honest with you. Exactly. I was just going to say, <laughs> outside of America. Not even a I diss, mean, yeah. No, yeah. which is incredible. I just left because that's incredible to think about. He's the greatest athlete of the biggest sport in America, and he's a 10. He's smoking hot and looks like he's 25, and he's the weak link. Yeah. And you're right. He is the Not weak link. Not pulling his weight. He's not. I mean, God, what a sloucher. Jesus. All right, Tom, round this out. I'm almost nervous to hear who you have as your number one. Okay, my number one is LeBron James and Brian Windhorst. I mean, talk about a couple that has gone through moves. I mean, talk about a guy who has been by his man no matter what. I just, you, you can't get more real than Brian Windhorst's love for LeBron James and just being by there and being able to tell his story. You know, sometimes couples work because one can't communicate how it truly feels. And Brian is there to let us know what's going on with LeBron. He's always there to tell the story. He takes he takes punches for LeBron. LeBron takes a lot of public criticism, but you know Brian's the guy making those reports. So he's taking those blows too. Um, I mean, there there hasn't been a reporter player relationship like this that I've ever seen and uh I just really respect the loyalty there. So I, don't I mean he's been with say. them since high school. They're high school sweethearts. I, I, yeah. Michelle, you got anything? I think we should move on. Yeah, Thank I you. I don't even know what to say. <laughs> Thank you guys for playing along with that. Okay, so we were gonna do something about so February fourteenth is Valentine's Day and this is in the love theme. And we were gonna do something because I love the fact that February fifteenth is National Side Piece Day. If your man hangs out with you on the fifteenth, <laughs> you need to look in the mirror and acknowledge that you're the side piece. You may not know you're the side piece until you get hung out with on the fifteenth, but hey, Wait. That's the way life is. Real quick, speaking of side pieces, did you see there's like a video I saw floating around the internet where there was this guy at a soccer match who spotted his best friend's fiance with another dude? No. Yeah, and I don't know if it's real or not because he was sitting like right in front of her and she was kind of with this other guy and she was like trying to look away and it was like really, really awkward. But I don't know how they got that conclusion out of that unless the guy 
you know, spilled the beans on it. But that was kind of, and I can't believe, I believe you guys didn't see that. And no, I was like, I that would be it. so incredibly awkward if you're just like there with your side piece and your and your fiance's best friend is at the event you're at. Uh, what did do you they, even do? Did they get on the jumbotron? No, I think it, 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 it was a TV shot. I don't know if it was a jumbotron, but that's kind of what exposed them. Ooh, I need to check that out. Yeah, that's bad. But if you're going to take your side piece in public, that is the risk that you take. That one's mm-hmm. on him. Mm-hmm. But what are the odds you sit right in front of your best friends, your fiance's best friends? Yeah, that is a bummer. <laughs> that's a bummer for the side piece, to be honest with you, because what if she didn't know she was the side piece? It's cocky. Yeah, it yeah. is. It is. It's really cocky. Okay, but instead of harping on side pieces, we had put out the word on social media to our faithful listeners who always, always come through about some love advice. You don't know what to do on Valentine's Day. You don't know where you stand, et cetera, et cetera. So we have some great love advice questions, and I know we're short on time, so I want to skip side pieces and run through those with you guys, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Question number one comes from Scotty. He says, hi, guys. My fiance and I agreed not to do Valentine's Day this year because we're getting married Mm. later this year. We're paying for it ourselves and we want to save money. However, all my friends tell me this is a trap. What do I do? Do I go all out for Valentine's Day, do nothing like we planned, or try to find something small to do instead? Side note, why do men always feel like their woman is trapping them? And why do women feel the need to do the trapping? Hmm. Great question, Scotty. Well, I'll say this because Maddie and I, she texted me the other day and was like, are we not doing gifts for Valentine's Day because we're going away? And I said, you know, no, it's fine. We won't do them. But I 100% have to get her a gift. Mm-hmm. Like that's, it doesn't, I can say no. But I, if I don't show up with something, like it's going to be a problem. Like that's so, so when, she, when she says, like, you know, you got to at least get her flowers or something. Like you can't just show up empty-handed on that day. Like it doesn't have to be something expensive. But you just can't like no show with no gift. That would be my advice. Yes, and I don't necessarily think the female in this situation is trying to trap. I think she's trying to be pragmatic and say, hey, we have a big event coming up. Let's save some money. But deep down, she wants you to show your affection for her. But that doesn't mean that you have to buy a gift. Why don't you write her a love letter? Mm -hmm. Why don't you make her lunch that day? Get in touch with your feelings. Get in touch with your feelings. (laughs) Do something very thoughtful. There's a lot of ways, as we've talked about on this podcast with love language, that you can express your love (laughs) without having to open the checkbook. Sarudi, I would love if you just started writing love letters left and right. Steve, have you ever written write, a love letter? Write, no. Uh, well, that's maybe. Uh, I've written a love Didn't you letter. have to write a letter for Maddie for your wedding? I know a lot of couples do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like a, you know, it was, I don't know, a paragraph or two. It wasn't something crazy. <laughs> oh, wow. Two paragraphs. All, yeah. You know, it was just like, you know, everything's awesome. You're awesome. <laughs> like, I can't wait. You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, it kind of takes care of itself after a while. After a while, there's just two paragraphs and you don't even know what you wrote. But so, not, no, I don't think I've ever, like, you know, written. Now, I know this, uh, this is, I guess I could share the story. I know this couple who will remain nameless. Okay. Who write each other love letters every day for a whole, wrote them every day for an entire year, put them in a box and read them at the, at the end of one year, which, uh, is definitely not my style. That's <laughs> a lot of reading. seems so time consuming. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, I mean, but the thought and the dedication is unbelievable. They love love a lot, uh, for <laughs> sure. They're big love people. Uh, but that that is not you don't have to do that. That doesn't have to be a gesture that you have to do. But you do have to get her something, even if she says that you don't have to get her anything. Yeah, I agree. I you know just do something little, do something thoughtful. 
we don't know this woman. She may be very serious about not spending money because she's actually trying to budget for the wedding. So don't take the risk of pissing her off mm-hmm. by spending money. Just write her a love letter. Make her lunch. Make the bed. Take the dog for a walk on the day that it's not your day to take the dog for a walk. Whatever it may be. I'm sure that there's there's all these little idiosyncrasies and um, things that we do in our days that our significant other picks up on. And you could do something nice for her. Yeah, it's the thought that counts, guys, right? Totally. All right, next one. Dear Smallman, Saruti, Freeze Pops. I work in sports. This is a female. I work in sports. I have the craziest hours. I don't have the patience or time for dating apps. What's mm. a gal to do? Sincerely, single and not loving it. I have to say, we got about five to six messages being like, I hate dating apps. How do I go about this? Like, one guy, let me find it. Okay, he says, I am a big fan of the pod, blah, blah, blah. I'm not into dating apps. I'm not comfortable with it. Is the old tactic of striking up conversations at the bar or grocery store, park, et cetera, just considered creepy nowadays? This is a thing that a lot of people I think out mm. there are struggling with. Yeah. Tom, go ahead, because you're, you know, I yeah. feel like you're the bar scene guy. I yeah, mean, let's just defer to you. Is there, you're young on the scene. Is there a way to meet people outside of dating apps? Well, I'll address the dating apps first because I, I hate using them too, but it's kind of a necessary evil because. It is hard to go out to a bar as a single dude in your mid-20s and strike up a conversation with someone. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if it's because the culture has changed so much that people are so attached to their phones that they don't like having these in-person conversations. Mm -hmm. And, like, you go and you strike up a conversation with someone and and maybe it's just me, but a lot of times people just feel bothered and they don't really feel engaged. Uh, it's, It's kind of a weird dynamic so the the dating app thing is almost like a buffer to say, okay, we both like each other looks wise. Let's strike up a conversation here. So then we've gotten rid of the awkward, you know, let's meet in person and figure out if we like each other phase. I don't understand the date. Like, cause both you and Michelle have mentioned that you don't, and I, I, this is sort of like a little bit before my time. Um, but What's so wrong with the dating app thing? Like, I don't understand what the big deal is. Like everybody, it's it's just sort of okay now. It's acceptable. Oh, I get that. So for me personally, I don't do it and wouldn't do it because I have a, I'm a personality person. And I think you catch a vibe with someone in person, and you could be swiping past someone that if you met in real life, you would have a, a really great vibe with. So and- just swipe right on everybody. <laughs> Which Boom. is what I do. Problem solved. I <laughs> also go the Tom strategy. <laughs> I am not a great texter. Okay, like even people that I really care about Same. will text Hate me, it. and I'll look at it and I'll read it, and I will the blue dot will go away, and I will forget that I'm supposed to text them back. I go about mm-hmm. my day. I'm not on dating apps, but I can imagine how annoying it would be to try and communicate with me because I would read the message and be like, oh, I'll hit you back later. But I don't know this person. I don't have an emotional connection with them. If I'm not going to respond to you, Saruti, when you text me because I forget, I'm certainly not going to respond to, like, John from Soulard, who I don't know. <laughs> What's up, John? Shout out, John. No, no, but you know what I mean? But I do. I will say this. Uh, when I was in Connecticut, I spent a lot of time in New York City, and um, a lot of my friends in New York were on dating apps. And one time I went out with my friends. I was recently single. Wouldn't get on the apps. Said, I'm, it's just not my vibe. Not doing it. And we went out to a bar, and my friend Chris said to me, he's like, I need you to look around right now. And we were at a bar. I looked around. <laughs> Every dude in there was down looking down at their phone. And to Tom's point, he goes... They're programmed to look at their phone because it's at their fingertips. Girls are accessible to them on their phones. So why would they put in the effort of walking up to you and chatting with you in person, risk being rejected when they can hide behind their screen and that layer of, okay, maybe this isn't going to work out in the immediacy? 
is is removed. So I think it is. But wouldn't that help a guy who is, if you went out to a bar and started like striking up conversation, like wouldn't that help you because you would be one of the only people doing that? I think that that is such a great point. And I think if you are a guy and you go up to a girl and talk to her in a bar, bonus points. If you're a guy that you meet a girl and instead of texting her, you give her a phone call, bonus points. I mean, let's dial it Do you back. you want to meet somebody at a bar though? No, but I'm just saying, but where, but honestly, Pumpkin if, patch, given the time of year, I don't know. Grocery store, I don't know. <laughs> Pumpkin patch. Does this avocado look ripe? Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of ways you can start yeah. conversations. But the I farmer's think market. to this guy's yeah. point, though, if I'm a single girl and I'm at the grocery store and some guy saddles up to me and he's like, hey, did you see there's this chip special or whatever? I'd be like, "What's what do you want? Like, are you going to mug me? Like, I just think a lot of us are, you <laughs> like, know. No, I'm trying to flirt. Michelle's like, oh, I thought you were trying to rob me. <laughs> yeah, I, I watch a grocery store is not a good pickup <laughs> yeah, place. The- that's like in movies. That Neither doesn't happen in real life. Yeah, but no, no, a lot of people say they meet at the gym. When I'm yeah, at the gym, no. I'm gym I can see hard. more than grocery store. I'm sweaty. I'm panting. I, I'm blasting techno in my ear. I don't want to talk to you at the techno? gym. Yeah, There's mean, really no go-to beat, place man. where you meet people, though. Like, I know, you know I mean? that's Other the than, problem. Other like, than college. <laughs> like, and then once you get out of college, it's like harder to meet people, obviously. And it's certainly harder to make new friends and things like that. Because like, it's just everybody sort of already has their cliques, right? And then, you know, it's just – I feel like once you, once you leave college, a guy coming up to you or whatever or trying to strike up a conversation is, is creepy, right? Whereas, like, you know, I don't know. In in college, like, everybody just does whatever the hell they want. Everyone's talking. Everybody sort of knows each Everyone's other. Everyone's drunk. And it's a, yeah, and it's, like, a really hard, you know, turn to be like, okay, now I have to, like, just walk up to a bunch of strangers that, you know, that I have no idea if they're interested in me or not. Who knows? I'm putting out the vibe. Is it working? I don't know. Let me just shoot my shot. A lot of times they don't work. So it's, like, a really hard thing to do. And I, I get that. But there's really no place. Like, I wouldn't meet someone at a bar. I wouldn't meet, I don't know, a grocery store, no, gym, no. Like, there's really no okay place to be like, okay, this is where you go and meet people, you know? I was in Arizona two weekends ago at the Waste Management Phoenix Open, and I saw a lot of people mingle in there. I know sporting events aren't, you know, a lot of people go with their significant others or whatever, but that specific golf tournament, I was like, yo, this is the place to go if you need Mm. to meet some hot people. Everyone there was hot, and they were partying, and they were chatting, and it's all these different people from all these different places. So that's one example. But I also think, too, and this is the oldest thing in the book, call on your friends. Be like, do you know anyone? Set me up. You've got to. But I also think the older you get, a lot of people don't have single friends anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a jungle out there is what it's we're It's also a at. tricky situation where it's like, okay, do you hook your friend up who's like, you know all of his flaws with this girl? Like, you know what I mean? Like, is it going to be a good match? And then, like, if it doesn't work out, is it your fault? Like, that's also a really, I don't, you know what I mean? That's a slippery slope to go down. Do we have any answer for all of these people about how to meet people outside of <laughs> dating apps? Because I think we just walk through the fact that we don't. I think you just, you know, I think you just got to get on the app. And I wouldn't exclusively use the app, but, you know, you know, mix it in a little bit, mix mm-hmm. in going out a little bit, and then you never know. It's a healthy mix. I mean, and, and just to, for me personally, the, the main reason why I don't like the apps is just the, the conversation is just so awkward, and it's not natural. So I, I'd much rather— Is it ever—is it is it not awkward when you meet someone at a bar? It's, it's, like, it's so, always for me, awkward. For me personally— it is less awkward because it's more of a gut feel when I'm in person, mm-hmm. and we exactly. can and we can both kind of react to what's going on. Like I can make an observation, or yeah, you know, we can talk about the drinks we're having. Whereas in when I'm just blindly texting someone that I think is hot on Tinder, what am I say? Hey, how's it going? Okay, you're, you're here's hot. My, here's or I make a stupid joke, point. and if it doesn't land, then they don't text me back. Okay, but here's always been my That's point with more, dating apps, happens. right? Like if when you're at a bar, peep in the scene. Like you are Peeping. looking for aesthetics first and foremost. It's like, who's hot? Okay, that person's hot. I'm interested. Are they interested in me, right? That's the first thing that you look at. Not necessarily. So that's basically what you're doing on Twitter. 
I mean, sorry, on Tinder or Bumble or whatever. Or Twitter. A lot of people or tw- slide or in the DMs. Slide, slide, what's up? Slide in. My DMs so, are open. So, Twitter so DMs. Both, both on the app and in real life, it's a su- sort of superficial first step. So your next step, okay, is then conversation. You're going to go out with this person and meet them in person, you know, somebody that you meet on an app either way. So I don't understand what the big deal is. Like you're, you're going to have a conversation and figure out if you have anything in common or if you, you're, you know what I mean? You're going to be able to have that awkward conversation or a good conversation. It's just you're using the internet to do it first to, to basically help you find each other. I don't see, see I don't, I don't see it as being any different at all. It's just a little bit more like, yeah, it's a little bit more streamlined in person because it's like, okay, I, I, I see this girl. Let me go talk to her. Okay. I talk to her. She's, you know, she's got, she's not interested in me or I'm not interested in her. Okay. We move on on, on Tinder. You just, you know, all right. So you meet each other. You, you both think you're hot. Cool. We talk for a little bit, chit chat. I still don't really know you. Let's go get a drink. Let's go get coffee somewhere. And then you have that conversation you would have if you met at a bar. It's the same exact thing. So basically, we've we've come down on it this way. Tom and I say there's no other way. We don't like the apps. We'll just be single forever. And you say just suck it up and get on the apps. <laughs> just do all of it. I don't know. Like if you're that interested in finding somebody, like you got to cast a wide net. I'm sorry. That's that's why you swipe right on everyone and, and just that's see, why, see that's what why Steve is married. Yeah. What's up? Good for you, man. Good for Didn't you. Didn't meet her on an app though. I know, but you met her through friends at work. The True. friend, the friends idea is the best way. Yeah, honestly, honestly, friends idea. Yeah. All right. Next one comes from Alec. He wants to know how many dates slash weeks of seeing someone before a breakup text talk is expected or appropriate. So basically, how long do you have to date someone to officially break up with them? I don't think that there should be a number on that. What? As soon as you, as soon as you want to break up with someone, you just do it. No, is he as saying like, it's wrong, just get end it. Basically, like how long should a relationship be before it necessitates an actual breakup instead of just like not responding to them yeah, or instead ghosting. Of just ghosting them or just like, like filtering month, it out? Hmm. Maybe like if you've been talking for a month, you can't ghost somebody. But is a month long enough to say, hey, we're breaking up? No, not necessarily a breakup. But like, hey, like I'm just really not really feeling this. Like, you know, let's move on. <laughs> I could totally see Saruti having sent that text in the past. Hey, sorry, just not feeling this. I could just see Steve being like, "I'm busy forever." Bye. Yeah, I don't ghost people though, so that's that's at least I would I would be upfront with you, and I just feel like if you know if you're if you're texting or whatever, if you've been doing that and hanging out for like a month, not quote unquote dating, but just like you know talking to each other on a regular basis or going out, like you at least owe them like a hey, like even if it's in a text, just say hey, it's not going to work out. Let's let's kind of move on. Yeah, I agree that you have to at some point be forthcoming, but I think context really matters here, okay? So you say a month, but just like Romeo and Juliet, things could heat up quickly and get white hot. It depends on the level of heat provided in the relationship. Throughout what's the that, heat level, yeah. What's the heat what's level? What's the temperature of this yeah. relationship? Throw on the thermometer, check the temp. Did you guys hang out three days a week for an entire month? You know, you did some slumber parties, and all of a sudden you didn't like her, and you said, whatever, I'm moving on, or you met somebody else. That, I think, you know, deserves a face-to-face, hey, listen, this was fun, but I'm not vibing with it anymore. I think if you went on a date or two throughout a month span and you were texting sporadically, you don't necessarily need to sit her down or him and say, hey, I want to break up. So I think that that's what you need to do. Check the heat index on that one. (laughs) It's hot. (laughs) <laughs> but you know what I mean? Every it, To me, length of time doesn't necessarily matter. Yeah, context matter. is extremely important yeah. for that question. But I generally think it, it, there doesn't need to be any length of time. And, but granted, that's probably just me coming from a place where I'm not in anything serious right now. So if I'm not vibing with someone that I'm texting through Tinder, I'm just going to stop texting her on Tinder because it's, it, 
it's over. Like, but it's just not yeah, going to work. I don't know. I feel like if you, yeah, like if you like hook up with someone for a weekend or something, or you're, you know, you guys go away or something, you meet each other. And go it was, away. It's, it's, That's a whole nother level. Yeah. I think, I, I don't think you necessarily owe them anything if it, if you don't want to take it any further. Um, I think if you're, I think if you're consistently talking for a little while, up to a month, you owe them something. Other than I that, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't even think if you hook up for like a weekend that you owe them. Oh, hey, this isn't working out. I don't want to see you anymore. It's just all right. It was a hookup. It is what it is. Hmm. Exactly. I also think um, the vibe that you projected to that person and the message that you relayed is important in, in determining if there's a breakup. Steve, to your point, you said, "Oh, it's a weekend. We're just having fun. Whatever. Let's grab brunch after." whatever it may be. But if you met someone on a dating app, said, hey, I'm interested in finding someone, and then you hang out a lot for a month, Mm -hmm. this person thinks, okay, you want to get serious. This is the way this is developing. So if that person thinks that you're on the track to being in an exclusive relationship, that's when I think it deserves Mm -hmm. the conversation. And I also think if you feel like you've gotten to that point where you're even thinking, okay, I need to have the breakup talk with someone – Grow a pair and just do it in person, or at least pick up the phone call. Do not drop the text. Grow a pair. <laughs> do you know what I mean? I just I hate when I talk to some of my guy friends and they're like, "Yeah, I just texted her that I was over." I'm like, "You couldn't have called her. You couldn't have given her the decency." Like that to me just says I'm a coward and I'm afraid to have this conversation. And, I agree. Yeah. And you weren't a coward when you wanted to talk to her all the time. So just and I think when you text someone to break it up, it doesn't feel as official. If you really want to end it, if that's really what you want, you need to do it in person. Or or on the phone call. Yeah, don't be a t- keyboard tough guy. Don't be a keyboard tough guy. Right. We, we all, no one likes a keyboard Tom's tough guy. I'm definitely broken up with someone via text. Oh, for sure. Well, again, I, I, it's not like I've gotten to anything very serious with these people. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, no, I don't, we don't need to talk about a very recent example, but. I will yeah. say, though, breaking up with someone, especially if it's not that serious and there wasn't this big cataclysmic reason for you guys to break up, is so awkward. Okay, let's move Good on. Good question. Mm. <laughs> we have great listeners. Deep, yeah. Ooh, this comes from Brock. He says, "Should you give a partner who cheated on you a second chance?" <sighs> it depends how bad it was. Um, depends how old you are. <laughs> There's a lot of factors that go into this. I would say if you're an adult and someone like really cheats on you, uh, I think you should just sort of end it because I don't know if I, you'd ever be able to get I, I If you can't get over it, it all, it all depends on you. If you can't get over it, then no. Like if you're going to sit there and, and constantly just like think I mean, and look over your shoulder and be like, are they cheating on me? Then you're not going to be happy. If you can just get over it and you feel like, you know, okay, you've maybe moved on and it was a mistake, I guess. I don't know if I would ever be able to do that, but I, that's a, there's a lot of factors I feel like that go into this. Like how old are you? How in love are you? Mm-hmm. You know, how mm-hmm. much, you know, I, how how emotional are you? Like, can you get over something fast? Uh, you know, what are your options? Because I think a lot of people also, like, get back with their exes. Not even necessarily when they cheat, but, like, just get back with their exes because they, they find it hard to find somebody else. Or they, like, are like, yeah, it was okay, so let me just get back with them. It's easy. Uh, I don't know. So I guess that's a weird answer and a long kind of answer, but I think it just sort of depends on the circumstance. I totally agree with you, and I think my advice on that would be this. Uh, I've been cheated on and given someone a second chance. I've had a lot of friends who've been cheated on and who've cold turkey ended it, who've also give some, given someone a second chance. And I think that that's the best advice I can give is that you have to do what you think is best for you. All your friends and family members are going to be super angry and they're going to say, don't do it, don't do it, don't give them another chance. Um, but if you truly feel like you can get over it and that this person will never do it again and that there's like 
a certain level of forgiveness there and you just feel like you haven't exhausted the relationship and you wanted to to give it another try, you have to do what's best for you. And to Steve's point, if you don't think that you can get over it, you're wasting your time. You're wasting this person's time. What they did sucks. Like, cheating sucks. But if you don't think that you love this person enough to say, hey, it's going to be a process and we're going to work through this, but eventually I can get past this, then you're lying to yourself and you're doing yourself a disservice. And you know what? To Steve's point, it's a big world out there and you'll definitely meet somebody else. (laughs) Yeah. Look, I think you guys covered it. I just know me personally, I don't think I'd be able to get over it. I but just see, yeah, I don't blame you. See, that's you being true to yourself, yeah. right? Like, and, and and luckily, nothing like that has really happened to me in an official stance. But like, it, yeah, I just I know how I am, and it would just bug me forever. So sorry, and it, it would suck. It it would break my heart, depending on the person. But you know, it it God, that's getting cheated on must suck. It is. I was so heartbroken. And I said during that time, I said, I wouldn't wish this feeling of heartbreak on my worst enemy. Sucks. It sucks. But then, you know, they're coming at you being like, I'm so sorry. Like it was this. Get what, the white hot love going, Romeo their excuses. Juliet. And I just, to your friends and family, like this person or our texter is trying to process all of these feelings and emotions. And the last thing that they need is their friends and family, again, making them feel bad for feeling that way. They didn't choose to be cheated on. They didn't want to feel this way. And they're just trying to process what happened and do what's best for them. And I just, I, I've seen some of my friends who've been cheated on and you're protective of your friends because you love them. And you're like, that guy sucks or that girl sucks. Like you're so much better than them. And you know what? Your friends and family are probably right. That person does suck mm-hmm. and you're probably better than them. But at the end of the day, it's your life. YOLO. You have I mean, to I do, do feel like most, Yeah. Most of the time, like, you know, if I'm going to sort of stereotype, most of the time, if you've cheated on someone, like you're going to do it again. That's the kind of person that you are. Mm. Right. I'm not saying it is in every case. And obviously you can feel sorry and change, but like that's sort of a major flaw for me, I, I would say. Like, if, like if, you, if you do that, that's sort of kind of indicts your character a little bit. Mm. Lack of loyalty. Forever. Yeah. So I don't know. Okay. So this one comes from Dan. Uh, he, shout out Dan. Shout out Dan. Big Post Show Pod fan. We love Dan. He says, so I bought my girlfriend this coat that she wouldn't stop talking about. It showed up on February 1st. She insisted on wearing it immediately. I said she should have to wait until February 14th because it's a Valentine's Day gift. <laughs> Furthermore, oh she got me new prescription sunglasses for Christmas and they were oh. ready on the 20th, but she wouldn't let me have them until the 25th. What do I do? It's it's going to be a problem. It would be a problem for me too because there's an inconsistency <laughs> here. Like it, it, it's either both of you get your present or neither of you get your present. I mm-hmm. think that's that's it. That's that's what the rules are. Like for me, I don't understand why we need to be a special treatment in here. Right? She set the precedent. This is on her. Like this is her fault. She didn't let him wear the sunglasses. She doesn't get the coat. You're you're spot on here. It's her fault. Yeah. Like Maddie and I give each other like Christmas gifts like days and weeks before Christmas. Like it just happens. It's okay. Like that's what people do. Because you're like, excited. We are on the same page. <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's, that to me is the big. They thing. need to set a relationship rule here, and clearly she she got out ahead of it and made the rule without even really consulting. He's mm-hmm. just following the rule that she made. Right. So, Shout out to him for sticking to his guns. So here's what I think Dan needs to do: is he needs to take the coat, put it back in the box, and hide the box. Mm. Yeah. What's up? And then on February 14th, 
his special lady will come out and the box will be sitting there. And he should with put an, an additional gift in that box too, just to like oh, not, then make it like a the special pocket thing. Of the coat. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Maybe, maybe that's where he puts a love letter in there. Yeah, yeah. that's a free one for you. Yikes. Oh my god. Okay. Um, <laughs> final one, and this is something that we kind of talked about. Dating nowadays sucks, which, by the way, we've got so many messages from people, and they all kind of love the same thing. Like, dating sucks. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Maddie and I talk about this all the time. Like, it would, uh, like, I would hate to be in the scene right now. Like, I feel bad for you. <laughs> the scene, baby. Yeah, the scene. It's not even a scene. It's more just like you're existing and things happen. <laughs> yeah. Not even. Yeah, you're just blobbing around. <laughs> yeah, you're just looking for love, just out there searching. But as you mentioned earlier, in college, college is a scene, right? You're going out to a specific place, knowing you're going to party, knowing mm-hmm. you're going to meet people. There's Every Everybody vaguely knows everybody else. Yes. Yeah. I was just going to say there's like six degrees of separation so you don't feel threatened. It's all, You're always going out for a good time. Now you're going out thinking, ugh, I'm so tired. I got up for work so early. I can only have one drink because I can't be hungover tomorrow. There's so many things that are factored in the older that you get and especially in this world of technology. It's bizarre. I also think it's weird when you do meet someone, how you Google them right away. Not weird. But that layer of learning about someone is kind of taken away. Even if you meet someone and you follow them on social media right away, if someone says, hey, I love sausage, you're like, yeah, I know. I saw your 12 posts about it. Like, what? You know, but <laughs> yeah, um, I, yeah. I don't even know why big, I said big sausage. breakfast fans? Yeah. Well, I was thinking breakfast. sausage. So, I mean, we're taping this in the morning and I'm really hungry and I'm thinking about <laughs> breakfast food. Yeah. I could go for a sausage, egg, <laughs> and cheese right now. Or if, or, or if I say to someone, okay, if I meet a guy and we follow each other on social media and I say, hey, I'm running a half marathon in every state for charity instead of the natural follow-up being oh cool how did you start doing that he'll be like yeah i saw that in your social media and we'll have probably read about it you know what I, it's just it's you take away this layer so you don't really get to know people the way they used to mm-hmm. or or do you know them better I don't know. It's weird. Mm, okay, so differently, differently. So our last one comes from Charlie. He says, "Dating nowadays sucks. If you're single and dating these days, you're bound to get ghosted at some point. What's the proper way to deal with someone ghosting you? Just suck it up and move on, or craft a response to call their shenanigans out. Call them out. Always call them out. Because why not? What do you have to lose? Especially if it's a dating app, call them out. Because then they might respond and it sparks something funny. Call them out." I don't know if I see. I'm. I'm. Tell me what, if I'm wrong here in my thinking. But I'm never like if, if someone clearly doesn't want to talk to you anymore, and you sent them like two to three texts, and they're not responding or a call, and they just aren't responding. Like, don't keep sending more texts. Like that makes that makes it worse. That makes you know. You're, then you're constantly checking your phone. Like, you just accept that it's over. I would say. Like, yeah, ghosting's gonna happen. It sucks, but the more that you sort of play into it and keep and keep trying to get a response out of them, the worse you're going to feel. Yeah, I think if someone ghosts you, they suck and they're not worth your time. So you know what you do yeah. to a ghost? You ghost du- them back. You double ghost a ghost. <laughs> they're going to ghost you. You say, you know what? You're invisible. I don't even know who you are. You delete oh, their info. Double ghost. Nice. Double, ghost. <laughs> double ghost a ghost. You know what I mean? If someone says, hey, are you still talking to Tom? You're like, who's Tom? I don't even know who Tom is. <laughs> I'm right here. Freeze pops. But you know Sometimes what I mean? Like, I, rem- I forget how petty Michelle is and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I've never been ghosted, but if I got ghosted, I'd be furious. You've never been ghosted? No, I'd be furious about it. I don't think I've ever been ghosted either. Oh, I've been ghosted. Well, here's the thing. I say call them out like that, but that's specific to the dating app. If I know someone or we've gone out a few times and you ghost me, that's different. I'm not going to be like you you were insinuating, Shruti, like desperate or like like i'll pick up a hint if i know the person i'm not gonna call them out for ghosting me the thing that would annoy me the most is like obviously you just want to know even if you know that it's not gonna it's it's over just like tell me why and i get why that would be annoying because i would i would be annoyed i'd be like i need to know why you 
you just did this to me. Like, I want to know what I did that was wrong. Mm-hmm. But it's just going to end up, like I said, it's just going to end up making you feel worse because you're going to be the one that's really, in, this person's clearly not invested in it. You're the only one being invested in it. It's, you're only invested in your own misery. So why do you, why are we responding? I've learned something as I, I've aged, and it's that time is the most important currency that we have. So why give wow, someone any more of your valuable time and your valuable currency if they can't even be bothered to text you back? Block them, remove them from social. When someone asks about them, I don't even know who that is. Amen. I Fuck love it. And that concludes our conversation on love. <laughs> we love love. <laughs> Somebody did ask, and I meant to ask you this, Steve, especially since you're a married man. You probably know this. He says, you judge a gentleman by his flowers. I used to love sending my ex flowers, but would get roses and generally two dozen for fear of being lame. So, you know, our girls judgmental flower receivers. Do you have a go-to flower that you would give Maddie? No, I have a wide variety of flowers, to be honest with you. I kind of <laughs> just hit up Whole Foods and see what I like. <laughs> If I'm being honest. Do I don't know just, a ton about flowers, so I just sort of like, okay, that looks cool. Do Go with the vibe, yeah. grab like the pre-arranged bouquet? Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, what? but then like, you know, like obviously they have seasonal ones and things like that. And, you know, so I don't just like buy the same one every time. But there are, yeah, there's definitely like a, I'll, I'll buy roses and I bought all different colors, but it doesn't have to be roses every time. I have a good flower story here in high school about flowers for a girl and I was stupid. I went to a price chopper type place. It was like cheap flowers, and I left the price tag on the flowers. Oh yeah. And this girl judged the crap out of me for him. She's like, "What were they like five bucks? You paid four ninety nine for these." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, uh, yeah." <laughs> like, it's what am I supposed to say? Yeah. So I took some heat for that one. But yeah, I get that. You don't be judgmental. Take... Usually it's they the cut the tag counts. off. Yeah. They, that, yeah, they should do that for you, but you should check. But yeah, I mean, Whole Foods has nice flowers. So they do. Those are pricey, too. Whole yeah, paycheck. Yeah, you, know, you get a pot every once in a while, you know, you put them in there. I dated a guy <laughs> who was a big flower guy, and um, I used to live across the street like a red flag. from a flower. <laughs> well, here, well, he wasn't, he wasn't like into flowers. He was into sending flowers. Oh, uh, okay. And so this was, I always thought, like a super boss move. So when we were dating, I lived across the street from a farmer's market that had a flower shop inside, and he put his credit card on file. And every Thursday when they would get new flowers, he would have them deliver me new flowers. That is a power move. Yeah. One time I was sick, and with the flowers, they brought, like, medicine and OJ. Oh, my. Yeah. Big time boss move. Smooth criminal. Okay. Uh, No, he was super smooth. Like, one time, this was a gift he gave me one time. So we were shopping, antique shopping, and I saw this vintage mirror that I loved, (laughs) and I mentioned it. And months later, I think it was for Valentine's Day. I get a present and I open the card and it said, my favorite thing is inside. And when I opened it, the mirror was facing me, you know, like the reflection of me. Oh, that's that's a power move right there. Really? Okay. Nice. He, he was, he was smooth. Right now? He was smooth. Were he you helped. dating Hitch? <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> yeah. But I will say this. The more that you give flowers, the more she expects. So if you're wondering well, if she's yeah. going to be a judgmental flower receiver, probably not at the beginning. Mm. She's just going to think, oh, my God, you're so sweet and thoughtful. I can't believe you would do this. You're amazing. But if you're doing it weekly or biweekly, then she starts to well, realize that mm-hmm. some batches are better than yeah. others. Now, this is speaking of our power couples going, you know, making this come full circle here. Didn't Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt, he used to, I believe, buy her flowers every single week. Um, she would get flowers, and they obviously didn't work out. So mm. maybe buying flowers all the time isn't a great move. I love Chris Pratt. He's engaged to someone else now. I know, exactly. Maybe he doesn't buy her as many flowers. That was fast, well. no? It was a little fast, yeah. Love is love. How fast is too fast? That for another day, my friends. Yeah. <laughs> well, Steve, thanks for doing this. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you and Rosillo have a really lovely day together. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be talking some hoops. It'll be good. Magic Minute coming up. Oh, my God. I can't wait for the Magic Minute yeah. this week. you got a lot to talk about. Let's go. Are you ready? Are you all in? 
I'm all in. I've been this is the this is what everyone's been waiting for. I'm getting text or text and tweets all week. So <laughs> this is my Super Bowl. It is. Oh I can't wait. Gosh. Everyone tune into the Magic Minute on the Vasillo podcast with Steve Cerruti. Well, Steve, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Later, guys. Hey, love you guys. Love you. Wow. Love our listeners awesome. too, for real. We do. Yeah, it was good. Well, you know what time it is. Call to action if you haven't already. Head to give us a Valentine's Day gift. Head to Apple Podcasts. Find Small Talk. Subscribe to it. Rate it, preferably five stars, and leave us a review. Write us a love letter in the reviews, and we'll read the best ones on the next pod. That's a great idea, Tom, because we do love our our listeners here. It's like this little family that we've developed. Maybe I'll write you one back. (laughs) Can we write back on that podcast? No, but I'll I'll speak it back to you We'll verbally write it back. Okay, this one comes from... (laughs) <laughs> Riverboat Tara. Oh, okay. It was a sister of Riverboat Tammy. I don't know. Are they all in the same fam? Are they all in the same riverboat? <laughs> Houseboat? Okay. Subject line. Just here for the hot takes. Five stars. This is the best compliment I've ever received. This is Michelle's the best thing to hit STL Airways since Chingy released one call away. Wow. Chingy is highly underrated. We need to get some Chingy beds on our daily radio show. I've like, stat. We should. I told you this story. I'll tell it again. I one time saw Chingy. Uh, this was a couple years ago outside the Hyatt downtown, which used to be the Adams <laughs> Mark. Anyone in St. Louis, if I say Adams Mark Hotel, they know what I'm talking about. And it was after an Isaac Bruce Foundation gala, and I was waiting for a cab. And I was like, what is going on over there? And I look, and there's a girl, and she's posing against a brick wall. And her boyfriend is being like a killer Instagram boyfriend, getting the angle, saying no pose this way. And I look, and it was Chingy. Wow. And I thought, damn. I wanted to be like, Chingy, Chingy, what have you been up to? Like, fill me in. He's been an IG boyfriend, man. I couldn't have any more respect for Chingy, but it just upped the ante that day, thinking he is dedicated. Valentine's Day full circle. Chingy was dedicated to his woman that day. Talk about a St. Louis ass situation. You just (laughs) named a place that, like, oh, St. Louis people will know. It's an Isaac Bruce Gala (laughs) thing, and Chingy's there doing an IG boyfriend stuff. Just being as St. Louis AF just then. Yeah, that was peak St. Louis for sure. (laughs) I had also had a drink or two and thought, Am I? Is this a figment of my imagination that I'm like manifesting Chingy right now? But it's so funny. I took a photo of him and looked the next day. Like I took a photo of him taking the photos. I should post that. And it was in fact Chingy. <laughs> Side profile. That's awesome. Okay, so this one's interesting. Tara, Riverboat Tara. Riverboat Tara, thank you for listening. Okay. We love you. Uh, this is from Matt. Just happened, and the subject line is a phone number. Five stars. Review says, "Hey, call me." For real? For real. What's the area code? We won't say the full number just in case it's a real number. Well, anyone can pull up the reviews and read it. Oh, okay. So It's 281-330-8004. Oh, that's Mike Jones. I was just, I was leading it up to see if you got it. Okay, that's Mike Jones. Which is someone that obviously Matt gets the pod. I was just so startled for a second there. Like, did someone really put their phone number? Like, they are that into us that they want us to legit like text them or call them but okay now but I, I couldn't get give it. it away I yeah. wanted to see if you would pick up on Mike it Mike Jones another fantastic artist from the early 2000s that just doesn't get enough run these days well and for those that didn't hear the earlier pod that was my play in college when guys would buy me drinks oh that's I, right and ask for my number and I okay. didn't want to give it to them I would give them Mike Jones phone number okay this guy so this guy is just a P1 you know what 
He's on our power couple rankings for us for yeah. the post show pod because that means he's been with us from. I mean, that was back in Bristol. That was one of the early yeah, that days. Was, that was one of the lost tapes. Lost tapes. We have. We found the oh, lost we tapes. We have the lost tapes. <laughs> I don't know if we should play that. <laughs> we should do listener power rankings one of these days based on reviews, you know, since we do these rankings. Yeah, that'd be a great idea. But you really got to bring the heat if you want to get to the top like spot. Like this one, though, to make the subject line 281330800. No, that's legit awesome. This guy gets it. He's completely a man gets after, it. Matt just happened is a man after my own heart. Matt just happened. It's also a good name. Matt did just happen on this podcast. PSP. Um, so anyway, thank you to Saruti. Thank you to you, Tom. Thank you to our listeners for the great questions, for the great reviews, for just being a part of this community. As Tom mentioned, we really do love you guys. And I hope everyone has a great Valentine's Day. And you know what? Have a great Galentine's Day if you don't have a great Valentine's Day. Or Guyentine's Day. Yeah, hang out, with the, hang out with your family, hang out with your dog, hang out with your boys, your girls, anyone that you love, that you want to spend time with. And if your man or woman asks you to hang out on the 15th, ask questions. Know that it's National Side Peace Day. Amen. And we'll be back in action next week. But until then, good night, Boston. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.